0: You have just pressed play on a podcast that delivers the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth through in-real-life conversations. What's happening? What's going on, beautiful people? Uh, How you doing? Is everything everything in your world? Okay, cool. My name is Mika Joy, also known as the voice behind the truth, and welcome to the Truth Moment Podcast. Yes. Now, listen, I don't know if you know this or not, But a truth moment is a powerful thing, you feel me? A truth moment has the power to get you all the way together. A truth moment will bless your life and that's why you should put one in your life. And a truth moment is needed, out in these streets of life while living life, you feel me? So go ahead, grab your favorite beverage, put a snack in your hand, light your incense or your sage because we are about to get into this truth.
1: This is Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton with Hush No More. I am so excited because this week we're going to talk about those hush topics on the wave of truth with the fabulous Mika Joy. Join us.
0: Testing, testing, uh, one, two, three. I am here.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) devil is alive. We're about
0: to get this done. Oh now, come on, we, we, we got things to talk about. We got now. things to talk about. <laughs> but what's going on, pretty lady? How are you?
1: I am absolutely wonderful. I'm just so blessed and just um, thankful for another new year and just thankful that God allows me to do my purpose, that I'm living in my purpose, that he's allowing me to walk oh, in my right. journey. And so I can't ask for a better life at this time. And I haven't always been able to say that. So
0: feeling good. Come feeling good. on. <laughs> Come on. That is beautiful. Well, thank you, Miss Mika Joy. Thank you. I've <laughs> been here carrying that that energy of gratitude now. I am.
1: I'm in a really good place. So um I'm even just honored that you wanted me on your podcast to have a discussion with your audience. And so I'm excited about that. So I'm ready to get Aww. into it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here. And happy new year again to you. I know that thank I've already you. hit you with a happy new year, but I'm gonna hit you one more gang. Happy new year, happy 2020. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. And you're welcome. You're welcome. So, welcome to the Truth Moment Podcast, uh, cousin. And um, thank you for joining me for this week's wave of truth. And also, thank you for joining me for the kickstart of this brand new season of season eight season eight it is season eight yes yes so i want to start off by uh telling the folks a little bit about who you are Uh, number one i don't i don't know if, if they heard me mention that you are my cousin yes uh we actually met for the first time face to face like for real for real what was that about two years ago two years ago yep yep Yeah, we had connected on Facebook, and what's crazy is I didn't even know that we were related. I didn't know that your sisters were actually my cousins. (laughs) Uh, We went to high school together, y'all, and, you know, I had a class um, with one of the the twins. I don't even remember which one it was, and I remember the teacher used to always ask, are y'all related? And we
1: say no, we're not related.
0: We just had the same same. last Mm name.
1: But, you know, that's what's sad is that this society that we're living in now, families are not connected. Like, we're all over. You rely on social media to really bring you together, you know, because we don't really have as many family unions as we used to. Families are separated Mm -hmm. and. we didn't even know and so I'm like oh we got the same last name but to know that we are really blood related like first cousins like really cousins (laughs) like for real for real yeah I know play play and I tell people all the time I like social media because it's been a blessing for me some people don't but I do believe that if there's drama associated you're probably bringing it so I Mm -hmm. have a great space on social media and
0: I love it yes you do yes you do Yes you sure do, uh so listen beautiful people let me let me let you know about this this lady right here now, okay, she is an award winning international speaker. she's a trainer, she's an author, an advocate that is dedicated to victim advocacy and also um assisting individuals in going from victims to victorious. Come on now. Now, is there anything else that you think the people should know or anything else that you want the folks to know?
1: So what I do is I have an organization called Hush No More. I am the executive director and the founder, which I'm really honored and excited about. And we discuss hush topics. We provide training on it. And hush topics are those conversations, those topics that people don't want to discuss in their families or at work or just in the community. We know it's happening, but we don't discuss it. So that's like sexual assault, domestic violence, sex trafficking, human trafficking, child sexual abuse, Um, you name it, we talk about it. We talk about HIV, we talk about anything that, diversity, like anything that people don't want to discuss, we provide Mm -hmm. training on it, we provide those intimate conversations, the dialogue, and just bring awareness. And then another thing I'm just really proud on is just giving people a platform to share their hush topics so i have yeah. survivors who have been molested and they're ready to share their story you know i think you have a right to tell it because it's your story and once you to the place that you're a good foundation of healing tell your truth and so that's been a big thing for me is to help individuals come forward and be able to do that
0: mm. that's beautiful and you know um i like how you said it. it's your story and you have a right and I think that there are a lot of um, there's a lot of people who have been in situations that um, are not only afraid to share their story, but don't feel like they have a right to share. It. So um, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, and I, I truly, I truly applaud the work that you're doing out here. I mean, it's, it's needed. Thank you. Thank you. People who don't needed. realize it's
1: that it's their story. You don't have to be solid about it. You know, people say, oh, don't tell anybody. You know, this is our family secret. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's your story. And so you can come forward and share it. And I just help people walk through that journey because it's not easy. It is not right. easy at all. But to just be able to get that freedom and to get your power back, um, we realize that people heal when they start talking about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I did not. Even tell the people your name. <laughs> what in the world? What in the world, what, what in the world? I got going on. Listen. You guys are listening to the voice of Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. So, yes. Yes. So, we, we're going to get into Hush No More and uh, get into... We're going to dig into that a little deeper. But I want us to... um Before we get into that, I want to do something with you that I do with my guests who join me, and that is I start, you finish. And so I like to think of this as an icebreaker. It gives me a way to get to know my guests and also gives the listeners a way to get to know you uh, a little better. So it's pretty much like a fill in the blank. So I'll drop a statement and then you just, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm you're going to fill in the blank with that. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I wake up every morning and pray. Yes. I tell myself every day
1: blank. That, I'm a, a, that I am beautiful, that I'm courageous, that I am fearless, and that I will have an amazing day.
0: Come on now. Come on. So, it sounds like you tell yourself every day, you feed yourself every day um, some good food.
1: Every day, because some days are not easier than others. So, I have to tell myself today is going to be an amazing day.
0: I know. That's right. Yes. Okay. Three things I never leave the house without are blank.
1: My MacBook. My cell phone. And my crystals. So I always have a crystal with me in my bra.
0: Stop (laughs) it. Stop. Stop it. Yes. Listen, Vanessa, listen. I used to. I used to carry mine in my bra every day. And I can't even tell you why I've gotten away from that. So to hear you say... It's, it's the most which powerful. one did you which, which one
1: did you talk with you today so today I have bumblebee Jasper and a smoky quartz
0: mm. that was today mm. I'm gonna tell you who who was my everyday rider and that was carnelian
1: okay that's a lot of energy i i
0: ca- I carry that one with me every day every day and i actually lost my carnelian at the beach i took my crystals to the beach and gave them a little bath and i had all of them in in my hand and i'll never forget this the wave came and it it looked like the wave just came and picked it up and dragged it back out well you do know that means that it was done so it
1: had been everything for you that it needed to do and now it's going to find somebody else that needs it just as much
0: yeah, that that was a little hard though. <laughs> you know, it was it was a little hard to really feel like. I mean, because it that was it was with me mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, that's beautiful. I never knew that. Okay, um, if I could only watch one movie for the rest of my life, it would be Blank
1: Dream Girls. Come
0: on. <laughs> we you dream girls. Come on. Which one? The original no. no or the remake? Man, I'm a Beyonce
1: fan, so I'm part of the behind, So <laughs> <laughs> the remake. Listen, she played that role. She now. did. And I love Five Heartbeats, too. So any musical I'm
0: into, any, any musical that, you know, yeah. sensations, but Dream Girls or Five Heartbeats. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's a classic now. All right, so if I had a superpower, it would be blank.
1: I think I would want to be able to heal people with love. Mm. I think that in our world today, if people were more loving and that they had a loving heart, that we wouldn't have all the wars that we have, all the negativity, the mistreatment. Mm. So I wish that I
0: could just like zap people and make them feel love. That would that that would be a dope superpower. <laughs> that that really truly would. <laughs> right, people argue. So a lot of folks
1: out here need a little love now. Yeah, you walk by and be like, and now they feeling love and
0: they being nice to somebody else and being respectful. Come on, and acting like they 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 got it. They got their mind right out here in these streets. Right. Okay, I can dig it. All right, so in my quiet time, I blank. I read. I love to read. Mm. All right. What was the last book you read?
1: So the last book I read was In Search of Satisfaction um, by J. California Cooper.
0: Mm. Okay. I never heard of that. It's an oldie, but goody. I read it again. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to hit you with two more more on my list here. So I have one thing on my self care menu is blank. Travel. Come on. I love to travel and not for
1: work. I travel a lot for work, but travel just to do nothing.
0: Hmm. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, my spirit been telling me, Mika, me go on and invest in a suitcase because I, I don't even own a suitcase. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we had to resolve that. You can go to the Goodwill. You can go to the Goodwill and get a
1: suitcase. No, Mm ma'am.
0: I just never felt like I really really needed one. But this year, I feel like I'm going to be doing a little traveling. Well, you can always
1: come here. You can always come back and visit me in South Carolina. You can come here.
0: Yes. We had a good time. Mm -hmm. We did. We did. Well, thank you for that. Um, And as a matter of fact, when, when I get my suitcase, I'm going to take a picture and send please it to do, you. Please do. Please do. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in closing, my name is blank and I am
1: blank. My name is Vanessa and I am fabulous. Come on. Just like that. Just like that
0: just like that yes well there you have it i start you finish i like that i think i think when i when i hit people with it they get a little nervous like oh lord what 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 she about to hit me with but it's real simple it's real simple um so okay so talk to us vanessa about hush no more um i know you told us that This is your baby. You founded this um, great organization. And I guess I want to ask you, what, what what inspired you to start an organization such as this?
1: What inspired me was traveling around the world, giving training, and meeting survivors who actually needed support that I wasn't able to give them when I was out on the road teaching. And so I realized that a lot of people need help and that the training that we were giving, um, so on my professional side, my profit side, I have a company called Consulting Experts and Associates. And with that organization, we train on the hush topics, but we go to the military. We train the military. We train um, Fortune 500 companies, different colleges, and people pay us to come and train. They pay my company. Well, Mm -hmm. I realized that there were other organizations that could not afford to pay for training, but they needed it. So the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the churches, the youth groups, those community centers, those, you know, those relationships that are in our communities, they need the information as well, but they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what inspired me. And I knew that they needed to know this in our community and they were never going to be able to afford the type of training that we provide. So this just fulfilled that other need um that I had to help people and to help people that can't afford it. Mm. Okay, okay. So Hush No More is a That's nonprofit. Beautiful. You know, we are a nonprofit. We survive off of, do- off of donations and sponsorship grants.
0: That's how we survive. Okay. Okay. And listen, I, I forgot to ask you uh, what you're sipping on. What I'm sipping on, some ginger and lemon tea. Okay, <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm on my water. You know, I um, it's been a little rough some nights because I'm doing the intermittent fasting, so I'm not eating after eight p.m. And uh, I'm either doing water, uh, black coffee. I may do. A smoothie, um, depending on how I'm feeling, or if I go to the gym at night and I'm done after eight, I might do a smoothie. Uh, but for the most part, that's it. That's it. So I'm on my water vibes. Yeah, I don't like water. I have to force
1: myself to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> so you on the you on the struggle? Bus I'm on, with the, I'm water, on huh? the struggle. So I really force myself <laughs> to drink water. I could do coffee all day, tea. But and I don't drink soda. So I, I really make myself drink water. I'm doing better though.
0: Come on, it's a new year. Come on.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even ask that if
0: in my new year thought process. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. the now have you ever tried infused water, like with fruit? Yeah, it don't change change the taste to me. It don't it don't really do nothing for mm-hmm.
1: Well, because I it's could good. detect the chemicals in water so i could tell the difference between water like if it has sulfur in it if it has chlorine in it
0: any mm-hmm. impurities
1: i could taste it in water like they don't all taste the same mm. okay. people say water is <laughs> water that might that no, might
0: not <laughs> that might be a superpower cause... it's not a good superpower <laughs> <laughs> It's actually kind of weird
1: because <laughs> people say, uh, oh, you know, you just, water is water. I'm like, no, it's not. All water is different. Like I could tell you about different brands type
0: of water. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. All water isn't the same. And I know um, I was watching someone. She did like a live on Facebook and she was breaking down how a lot of these brands the bottled waters are different. We And we think they're all the same and they're not. So, I don't think that's weird at all. I really don't. (laughs) I really don't, not at all. So, all right. So, we talked about what inspired and what, I guess, what, why did you decide to go the nonprofit route? Now that's that's an area that I'm I really I'm really not too knowledgeable on when it comes down to like the breakdown of, um, you know, five hundred one c's and then you have your LLC and you know I'm still I'm still learning. So, what um, what made you go the nonprofit route? Well,
1: because I had a successful LLC, so consulting experts was thriving. But I wasn't mm-hmm. able to reach the communities that needed to be reached. So we actually just started in February. Last February, not even a year yet, God gave me a vision of an organization called Hush No More and actually do it. So I had already created some material from Hush, from the concept of Hush No More, but I didn't do it from a nonprofit standpoint. But I was at a conference and I could just see everything happening clear as day. I could see the people that I was helping, the mm-hmm. event that we were holding, the places that I was traveling, I could see all of that. And so I wrote it all down. And that week, I actually went online, applied, which is unheard of. It came back in three weeks. We were an official nonprofit. So I knew that's what God wanted me to do. Come on, spirit. come Everything on. has been falling into place. People have been coming to volunteer with me. I have supporters, mm. like the board fell in place. I have not struggled um november we have an office now in columbia south carolina that's our first office god bless what? us with an office a training facility with a kitchen <laughs> that i'd even plan on. on and so everything has just been coming into play um just all the events that we're having sponsors have been just jumping on boards and we'll sponsor mm-hmm. that and so it's just been a whirlwind uh, unbelievable journey for me Mm, 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 so mm. come I'm on now! Shout out to God. Mm-hmm. that's that's all where it came from because i had no intentions of starting an organization i had no intentions of doing things that the services would be completely free um, mm. because i was i'm a business major business is what i do and so i never thought about from the perspective of people that are just in need right. from from the point of hush topics so that just made me say it's time to
0: do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I I'm a firm believer in when you take two steps, he he got you. Mm-hmm. That, that's all he. That's all he's looking for us to do is just make some type of initiative. Yeah. and he got everything else taken care of. Him.
1: And you know, sometimes fear stop us from moving yeah.
0: forward. But the last three years, like I'm going on my third year of
1: fearless being my word. And so when I'm scared, I just do it anyway and don't worry about the failure. I worry. I look at the possibilities. Mm. And so I just do it and knowing that it's going to be successful. And I've had failed businesses Mm -hmm. now. Don't get me wrong. I have. (laughs) I have done that jump and it just was not successful. But now I'm jumping from a spiritual place from what's just Mm resonating in my spirit and being true to who I am, not just to make money. And so that makes a difference
0: it does it does and i mean even those failed businesses you know you still walked away with a few lessons that prepared you for hush no more i did a lot of lessons yeah
1: <laughs> a lot of lessons so, so our failures i feel like they do prepare us for our future you know the trauma the mm-hmm. that you go through is preparing you for your future you know your past Amen. is something to get out of it so it just takes us to the next level it was hard to see it when you're in the moment, but
0: yeah, sure is, <laughs> sure is. But you know, that's why we walk by faith Indeed. and not by sight. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So some of the, uh, the hush hush topics that you touched on was, uh, domestic violence. Um, sex trafficking was one, correct? Mm-hmm, correct. Mm-hmm. And I want us to kind of dig into some of those hush topics. And, you know, you know, you mentioned earlier about the topics that a lot of uh, families are not discussing. It's kind of like that, uh, what stays, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house uh, type of deal. And I really truly believe that there are a lot of adults who are in this hush type of space and have never talked about things from their childhood. And now they're walking around and they're carrying these things with them and don't even know that they're hurting themselves. Um, so what are some of the, the topics or I guess what are, is there any one of the topics that is like more common or, um, there's been more conversation around a certain topic more than the other? Um, domestic violence, you know, Mm.
1: every nine seconds, somebody is in a domestic violence situation, a intimate partner situation every nine seconds. That's a lot. So that is the most common. And it's one of those things that you don't talk about, or if you are talking about it, you're putting down the person that's actually in that situation. Instead of Mm -hmm. uplifting them up, you you talking about them like, if I was you, I would leave, you know? And so a lot of negativity and shame is associated with domestic violence. And so we talk about it, uh, allow a safe space. Uh, We don't condemn you. Uh, You have to figure out your own journey and anything you do in life. It's you have your own cutoff, your own time, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to go through that journey and, and figure it out for yourself. And so we just support you and listen to you and, When you need us, we're here. And so that's one of our goals is just bring awareness about how often it happens. And also my thing is a lot of these relationships, there are children involved. And so Mm -hmm. helping the kids who are actually hearing all of it. And for some reason, parents think that their children don't know that they're being abused or children Mm -hmm. don't hear the licks and they do. And so helping parents to realize the effects that it's having on their children, as well as the effects that it's having on themselves. And so just bringing that awareness and helping people be able to get out of your situation.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Now I'm going to tell you, you know, and, and I've shared this with you, you know, and I've actually shared it here on the podcast as well. You know, I had gone through uh, domestic violence. And when, so when you mentioned, you know, as a parent, not feeling like your children are aware of what's going on. Uh, I remember some years ago, my son said, he told me, he he painted out the story as if it was yesterday. And told me he he remembered. And when I tell you, cousin, that that thing touched my spirit, it it just, it really touched me because I didn't feel like in the moment you know, when he was younger, that he even had any idea what was going on. Even the things that he saw, you know, and I think that that's awesome that you are able to, you know, through Hush No More, not only cater to the needs of that parent, but also those children as well, because oftentimes the kids aren't considered. They're not thought about and they're not really, they don't get the support that they need, you know, with the things that they hear and that they see. So I I think that's awesome because they need, they need the support too. Mm-hmm. They do.
1: They need the counseling. So if a parent get counseling, your children need counseling. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I try to bring a lot of awareness growing up in a domestic violence home myself. I knew the effects that it had on me so relationships was hard because I look at a man and say I wish you would (laughs) you know like come on come on real hard relationships but based on my experiences and so it took a lot for me to really get to the point to realize you know Vanessa that comes from your childhood you know I've Mm -hmm. had some really good men that I didn't give a chance you know because Mm -hmm. of the effects that I had in my childhood so it does play a, a major part And when you grow up. So I've seen where they grow up in a home where a lot of domestic violence is. And then they end up being a domestic violence situation themselves. Mm -hmm. Then I also Mm -hmm. seen the extreme, you know, where you can't be in a healthy relationship because of it. So it's very important that we address it in our communities because it affects us. It affects us from getting jobs. It affects us from going to college, from just being a better person, because it's right there. That trauma just sits there and it prevents you from moving on.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, women and even men who go through um, domestic violence don't know what to do with what they feel and what they have experienced and gone through. They don't they don't know what to do with that. And I can remember just feeling like I just got to keep it moving. Regardless, I I just have to keep it moving not knowing that I needed to just take a moment to really process everything that was going on and didn't really know what help I needed. You know, in the black community it it's it's always said with any type of situation that you go through, you need to go to church. You can to go to church. But there is also help outside of the church that i do believe is, is 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 okay just like therapy you know there, there's a lot of us in the within the african-american community that feels like you know therapy is not hey that's not what we do a therapist i can go talk to my grandma mm-hmm. like I. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people that go to
1: therapy now they just may not tell everybody Mm-hmm, so now mm-hmm. our people in our community, we're going to therapy. We just don't express it. We don't tell anybody. It's like a secret that we went. <laughs> so more yeah. going because we're we're having those honest conversations that you need to go get help. Um, I do want to address the church. They say go to church for help. But if the church never talks about the hush topics, never talks about domestic violence, if they tell you that's your husband, that's your wife until death do you part, and they encourage you to stay in a relationship that is unhealthy or not to Mm -hmm. discuss what's going on, that outlet does not help you. And so I'm real big on encouraging ministers and pastors and priests to start talking about the topics so that people feel comfortable, you know, getting up there. It's a lot of domestic violence, sexual assault and and child sexual abuse that goes on in a church, but they don't discuss Mm -hmm.
0: it. And, and, and that's a hush, hush. (laughs) Very. Topics, mm-hmm. topics in the church. Like we don't, we don't talk about that. And you can know those things are going on, and and don't even deal with it. So, and I think it's it's sad, but it's a fact that these things are happening within the church as well. With which the church is looked at as almost, you know, like a hospital. That's what people hurt people go to get healed. Mm-hmm. But hurt people are steady being hurt
1: within the church church. and then we don't discuss it it is a hospital but if they're sitting in there you know that people are hurt when they come there you have to address their hurt you have to address the pain and the trauma that they're going through and have programs within your
0: church that supports those things yes yes now let me ask you this have you um through hush no more You know, because we don't often hear about men, but, you know, I know that men go through domestic violence as well. Have you had any males come through your program? So, yeah, we have a domestic violence survivor. His
1: name is Eric, and his wife literally stabbed him and tried to kill him. He's a soldier in the army stationed at Fort Jackson, and he shares his story. He comes forward. He shares everything that happened. Um, why his wife tried to kill him and it wasn't because of the cheating or something like that in the marriage she just mentally was unstable mm. and so um she needed med- mental help so she had a nervous breakdown she stabbed him um so it was a lot going on with her and um he shares a story so it happens to men it happens to men that are um, very masculine that are in the military police officers it happens to men
0: all the time yeah yeah and i think that it may be even harder for men yeah because to speak up
1: yeah because our society doesn't they don't really give men a break it's like uh Mm-hmm. You gonna let your wife beat you? You know, you gonna let come her beat you, and you're not gonna have to. Come on, man! About... You, you you can't be serious, right, man! So... You you really you really letting this happen? So they don't they they're not accepted and and they're they're shunned, you know, and, and it's really hard for them to come forward. It's yes. hard for women to come forward, so definitely it hard is. for a man. It sure is, but we have male survivors and. I I support them just as if I was supporting a woman.
0: That's beautiful, mm-hmm. cause they need the support too. They really truly do. And you know, I hope and I pray that you know his his wife or ex wife. You know, she got received um, the help that she needed. Um, she's in prison and she's getting counseling
1: while she's in prison. But she's actually in prison. She's mm. Convicted.
0: Mm, 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 mm. wow Mm. okay so let's talk about sex trafficking so what people
1: do not realize is that sex trafficking is real Um, it affects mostly girls but also boys ages 14 to 17 and we have a lot of cases, and it's not just a stranger. This is what I want people to understand: mm. it's not strangers that's kidnapping our children, that's you know putting them in the sex trafficking. It's the people they know. So they're school teachers, they're friends. Like, just say your daughter has a girlfriend, and her girlfriend got some guy friends. They'd be like, bring your girls to the party, mm-hmm. right? And so the girl she bring going to the party and thinking that she could trust her girlfriends, and her girlfriends getting paid to bring all her friends to the party. And then they drug them and then they wake up somewhere like in Atlanta. And so you can't trust anybody. And that's what's been happening. It's the people mm. that they trust. Or it's the Romeo syndrome where I love you, you know, I love yeah. you so much. Come hang out with me. Let's go on a trip. And the next thing you know, they don't come back home. And mm. so that is the new thing for sex trafficking. A lot of people think it's just somebody just pulling up in a van, grabbing you. Come on, but, in that white van. In that white van. But you got to look around in your circle to see mm-hmm. it. And it's all different ways. Um, so When you live in, like you live in Florida. So there's a lot of people that come in and out of Florida all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the time. And so it's easy for them to leave. You know, it's somebody leaving and they take them to the next friend house and then take them to the next person's
0: house. And then you can't track your kids. Mm. And you know what? Listening to you made me think about the baby uh, Kanika Jenkins. I want to say that was her name, who they found in the freezer dead
1: mm-hmm.
0: a couple of years ago. And she went to this hotel party with her friends. I think she was 19, 18 or 19, went to this party with her friends. Do you remember that story? I remember that story. Mm-hmm. And the baby didn't leave. And she was in a trusted circle. Mhm. Mhm. And I'm gonna tell you as a parent of two daughters like that was so scary to me. And I've never been a parent that um allowed them to hang out at their friends' houses or spend the night or, you know, I, I was very protective and you know, now that Kayla is 19 should be 20 next month and Lexi will be 18 in August you know, they're, they're at that age now where it's even more scary of an that It really, it really truly is. And for Kayla, I, I don't know everyone that she's with. You know, like she's been hanging out with a co-worker lately. And I don't know anything about this co-worker other than they work together and what kind of car she drives and so you know i'm just gonna be honest there's some times that she's out with her and i'm i'm nervous you know but i continue to pray over them every day and pray that god continues to protect them and keep them safe from any hurt harm and danger but it's scary out here as a parent it really it really truly is
1: i think it boils down to conversations preparing your children by having them real conversations about a thing because mm-hmm. that can happen and having them understand it. That's the that's only what we could do is prepare our kids because we're not with them all the time. But you got to have those conversations. You got to have the door okay. open um, mm-hmm. and you got to be honest with them and keep it real. Like, period. Mm-hmm. And and those conversations start very early now. Um, very, very early. Not once they're going off to college. Not once they hit high school. Right. You should be having conversations with your children as early as three, four, five, Very Mm -hmm. early, you should be having Mm -hmm. those conversations with your children.
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. I know, I I talked to all three of mine when they were still all in elementary school. Um, I sat all three of them down. Lexi might have been maybe three, four. Um, Marquise might have been in middle school at the time. But I remember sitting all three of them down and talking to them about being touched inappropriately, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, we we have teachers out here who are really just wilding out, you know, not <laughs> school isn't what it, it used to be either, you know. And so I remember um, my sister asked me, Drea asked, well, Mika, do you think they too young? And I told her, no, I don't. I don't think they're too young. And I feel like this conversation is is necessary and they need to be aware. You know, if you feel uncomfortable uh, with the teacher, um, if a teacher or anyone at the school has touched you inappropriately, I need you to tell me, you know, I won't be mad at you. You know, and I think that's something that children also need to know when you're having these real conversations with them that, the parent is not going to be upset with the child it's not the child's fault you know and so um you know this i'm glad i had the conversation with them because they they needed to know and, and it and like you mentioned it was a real conversation mm-hmm. you know you got to be raw and uncut child
1: sexual abuse is horrible there's so many people that have experienced it and the age that most children are touched and assaulted is 8 to 12 so if you wait till they have middle school and high school, it has already happened most likely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you have to tackle it early. And our kids are way smarter than we were. They got the internet and they know everything. Like they know what sex means. Sure They're they so informed of the TV um is very vivid it shows a lot now right a lot of nudity and so kids know and so you have to talk to them I tell tell parents all the time you have to have a discussion that talks about the anatomy of their body the real name because like if you you give it a nickname we can't do nicknames because if somebody touched them we can't prove in court when they're saying like my tt my wee wee and it like what is that you know Mm -hmm. we need to know that it was a penis we need to know that was your vagina that's what they touched and you got to talk have those real conversations with your children because people 90 percent of children that are abused are by somebody that they know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. somebody that's close to their circle that they could trust or can threaten them know enough information about them to make them not tell and so um one in six boys and one in four girls are sexually assaulted before the age of 18. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big stat. Like you could walk in a room and say one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you hit that one of these little girls in here are being abused, Mm -hmm. being sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big deal. And we have to talk to our kids. And for your audience, I want them to know that don't tell your kids that if somebody touched them, they're going to kill the person. I'm going to get them, you know, if somebody hurts you, let me know. Yeah. Because then kids thinking they don't want to tell you because they don't want you to be hurt. They don't want you to go to jail. So right, smart. Right. Like They they don't want to tell you because you've made all these threats. And so they don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to you because they think that you may do it for real. And so you can't have that conversation with them at all. But it's that I I love you. I trust you. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And and be real with them. I, I had a um, a friend who let his guy friend come sleep on the couch. who was in between homes and the guy molested his daughter and the mm. daughter didn't tell. And he was like, why didn't you tell me? And she said, cause daddy, you always said that if somebody hurt me, you'll kill them. And I already oh, was, lost a piece of myself. So I don't want to lose you too. I needed you. Don't
0: want to lose. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so as parents, mm-hmm, we got to think mm-hmm. about that. And I, I get so mad when people let anybody watch their kids and let them spend. Now, you can't let people. St- your kids shouldn't stay over other people's house. Let people kids come stay at your house. Yeah. Or like my kids yeah. didn't stay at other people's houses or anybody watch them. And, and then, if you do have to let your kids at daycare and, and different places, you pop up you got a right to come at any time to check on your kids. You sure do. Don't be in you a sure habit do. at the same time. You come in at any time. You pop up on your kids at school, at the daycare, and just let them know, I'm watching my kids. I'm watching mm-hmm. my kids. There's no. I'm not just going to come and pick my kids up every day at 6 o'clock when I get off work. I come at any time.
0: I come at lunchtime. And watch your kids. And you know, Vanessa, it's, a, it's, it's daycares now that actually have cameras. And I love that. And <laughs> And the parents can watch from an app from their phone, like, which I think whoever came up with that idea, that, that was great. That was great. Because even these daycares now, you we'll know. Will abuse your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. It really, truly is. Yeah, and I meet people all the time that have
1: come up to me after I speak. And they'll say, because I, I also did a documentary on the hush topic. Because after we showed a documentary, they'll come up afterwards and say, you know, I never told anybody, but my uncle did this. My aunt did this. Mm-hmm. And the boys, they're being molested, too. Don't get it twisted. It's the boys, too. And it's by their aunts, their cousin, their girl cousins, the babysitters. Those teenage right, girls that right. you got watching your young boys, they do it, too. And so um, you have to watch out for your kids. And I, I have people come up to me all the time telling me on what they have experienced as a child. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Well, thank you for sharing. You didn't drop some facts. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped some facts now. Uh, so tell us about the
1: book, Vanessa. So in November, October, for October for Domestic Violence Month, I released um my first book, which is called Hush No More and it shares stories of 12 survivors, including myself, and it just tells the true stories, um, child sexual abuse. We have parents in there who children were abused. Um, We have a young man who was sexually assaulted by the neighbor. Um, We have just so many different stories that, that are just true, and the book also gives you Those information that you need on definitions, it gives you the stats, it gives you how to protect your kids, um, how to have those Mm -hmm. difficult conversations. So it's not just a book that just shares stories. It's also informative. um, How to support somebody when they are a domestic violence victim. What do you do when your children come to you and say, mom, dad, you know, such and such touched me. How do you handle those difficult conversations? And I also share my story. I didn't start my organization Or the work that I do intentionally based on my own experiences. But God just have a way of working things out. Um, In 1995, I was actually um, sexually assaulted by a soldier while I was stationed in Germany. And I forgot. I forgot all about the sexual assault. After it happened, I swore that I was never going to let it happen to me again, number one. Number two, that I wasn't going to tell anybody because I thought that if I did, they weren't going to believe me and Mm. that they'll talk about me so I never told anybody um and so I really pretty much forgot it until about four years ago I was at the mall and I saw a man that looked like him came out of a store and I freaked out in the mall Mm. like I'm sitting there crying everything people in the mall looking at me like what's the matter
0: are you okay you know I'm freaking out like
1: all the memories came back and so then I was like well God am I doing this research in the work that I do because of what happened to me and I was like must have been. And I started researching why I had forgotten and I started studying the brain mm. and how when you have trauma you suppress certain memories because your brain won't allow you to remember it because it affects you. Because
0: Yeah. And so mm. I had
1: to figure out why I didn't remember. And so I share my story just to encourage others and all the things that I went through. Um, the trauma that I experienced, the the unknown trauma. So um I was an alcoholic drink very very heavy didn't realize i was alcoholic i just thought i liked to drink and so that was part of my trauma that was me masking and alcohol Mm -hmm. allows you to forget so the more i would drink the less i would have memories and so um now i'm proud to say that i am a recovering alcoholic i don't like that word come on i'm I'm claiming it because it's a proud thing to be i no longer drink And um, I'm excited about that because I'm at a place of healing. And so I want people to get where I am. You know, I want them Mm. to feel the freedom that I have and how I don't let it affect me anymore. I could care less about him. Uh, I bless people based on what he did to me, allow me to be able to bless so many people on this journey and to be able to encourage Mm -hmm. others from a safe space. And so I'm just really feeling good like i am doing it you hear me Mm, mm, you know mm, and then mm, some mm. days you're gonna have a bad day you know some days i do have a a bad day that sucks and i'm like okay Vanessa, you can have this one but you can't make it two come on come on so just just my journey with depression and just being open and honest and sharing my story because i think that people realize that it's not just them
0: you know, you to right. know that this is real and it's happening. And, and- survivors mm-hmm. look differently. They yep. come from all different walks of life. And, you know, when you said, when you asked that God, you know, God, did you, did you direct me to, did you lead me to start this uh, because of what I had gone through? But I really truly believe, Vanessa, that it was God's way of allowing you to heal mm-hmm. through you healing others assisting others you was you were able to take care of you in the in the midst of all of that and it's, and i just i think that I just i just mm. it's
1: <laughs> a beautiful. great feeling it's, it is to be able to focus on others you don't you know sometimes you don't want to focus on yourself and I, just to prevent it from happening to other people so like i'm real big on military sexual trauma when I'm going to the military organizations, I keep it real and I have real honest discussions. Um, but this is what I do. And I love it. And I don't um, regret any of the experiences that I had. You know, they are what they are. And I'm opening on this and, and it's your story. It's my story and I got a right to tell it. You know, I don't remember you his sure name. Do. And so, and I think God don't want me to remember his name because I might have had this urge to go look for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even remember his name. I see his face. I can't even remember his name. But it was like God saying, you don't need to remember his name. That's not even important.
0: Like I still have important. that yeah.
1: are not clear. Um and so and, and also when people say, Oh, that couldn't have happened to him or that couldn't have happened to her, you don't know what happened. You weren't there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let people be able to tell their story and their truth without you being judgmental, because it's already hard for them to come forward. And if they say they forgot, they may very well have forgotten. And so that's one reason why I talk about it. So people know that it, it, you really can't forget being sexually assaulted. It's crazy. But you can.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you, and people may come forward mm. 20 years later, 15 years later, or they might come immediately, but it's their time when they're ready to come forward. Don't say, well, it happened so long ago, it could not have happened.
0: Uh, right, they, right. They weren't ready well, to how come could forward. you have forgotten? Yeah, so like I've met. like like who who would forget <laughs> something like
1: that? Yeah. Oh, I've met 60-year-old women that tell me that they were molested as children. And so it's like uh they're just telling somebody.
0: Mmm. Wow, they've carried that all, all that time, mm-hmm. all those years. Mm. Wow. Well, Vanessa, I I thank you for sharing. I mean, you, you, you. Mm-mm.
1: I know you didn't expect you def- that. You definitely <laughs>
0: spoke spoke to me yeah i i really truly appreciate you sharing and being here with us um and even just opening up and and sharing your story you know because at the beginning and the end of of every day you you didn't have to open up and share anything not with my audience you didn't you know and so i just I, i thank you because i really truly believe that you helped somebody
1: i hope so (laughs)
0: <laughs> you 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 helped somebody out there in the podcasting world. You you somebody needed needed you through this episode, and so I just thank you for being obedient to your spirit and, and sharing. You know what you share. Um, mm. so how can the people get connected with you? Because I feel like somebody out there gonna want to connect with you.
1: Yeah. So you could find me on social media, of course. I'm Vanessa Dunn. Got you on social media. Um, You can find me at Hush No More, www.hushnomore.org is our website. Our phone number is 1-888-285-2161. That's 1-888-285-2161. You can send us a message on the internet, you know, on our website, you can. You can inbox me on social media. Um, We're Hush No More on Facebook as well. And we also have a group called Hush No More Champions on Facebook. So if you're to that point that you're ready to champion for other rights, others' victims' rights and support others and come on in and join our group. And that's how you can contact us. Um, I'm ready to available. I love talking to people. If you want to invite me out to your organization, I would gladly come. Um, My personal website is vanessaguyton.com. You can reach me there
0: and just reach out to me. Mm, 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 mm. Well, thank you, cousin. I really, truly do. And and like I said at the top of this podcast, I love the work that you're doing. Thank you. It's needed out here in these streets. Now the people need you. I'm pretty sure you know that already, but the folks need you. And I really just applaud you for having the courage to provide a service such as this. You know, because it it it's a scary it's a scary place. You know, you're you're taking on uh, a lot through the people who you are assisting, and to just be able to be in this space of assisting others in this way in this manner, I think is it's commendable, man. It really, really, truly is. Thank you. It's it's mm. truly
1: the purpose that God has for me. Like I'm really walking in my purpose.
0: You know, and yeah, the
1: nonprofit actually is taking off more than my for-profit side at this point. I'm mm, so come busy. On now. <laughs> I get so busy. So, um, just in speaking engagements alone, just have doubled, and so I this what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish you much success. I pray that this year uh will blow your mind. I, 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 I just, I just. Mm, 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 mm. yeah we are gonna have to continue this conversation Excellent. off offline because i i just i don't know I, I can't even really put into words what i'm feeling right now in the spirit but i pray that this year is a blessing for you not only personally but professionally as well
1: thank you i, yeah. I wish the same for you like i know that what you're doing is needed um mm. the people need to hear it people need to know uh, they need an outlet and you're creating that outlet. So I wish you much peace and success this year and that more love and kindness is shown to you and blessings are bestowed upon you and that you're elevated as well. We're going to elevate mm. together, cousin.
0: <laughs> Come on, now, I received all that. We are amazing. all dead. Yes, yes. Well, thank you again, Vanessa, for joining us. On this week's wave of truth, I will be sure to add all of your information in the show notes just in case someone wasn't able, uh, wasn't in a position to be able to write down, uh, you know, the information. So I will provide everything in the show notes. So they would just be a click away. All right. You enjoy the rest of your evening, ma'am. And again, thank you again for joining us. And I'm gonna be making my way to South Carolina.
1: All right. Real soon. You're welcome at any time. We have beautiful weather, not as beautiful as Florida, but we have Nice weather.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this weather here, girl. This this weather here is just is is bipolar. It is. It was eighty some degrees here last week, girl. We was down in the fifties. Right, right, right. So uh, global
1: warming I'm just is just getting over a
0: cold. <laughs> just crazy weather. You could
1: have a whole conversation on global warming. It is real. Like you could tell. Yeah, high temperatures that Trump crazy when he <laughs> talked about there's no such thing.
0: Oh yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Well. I'll be chit-chat with you, ma'am, and uh, you take care. And Thank you again for joining us. All right. Thank you, my love. Stay fabulous. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I hope and I pray that this week's Wave of Truth spoke to your spirit. I hope and I pray that you were able to deposit a truth moment. Into your spirit bank, okay? So listen, if you are a first-time visitor, if you are new to the Truth Moment podcast, listen, I hope and I pray that you dig the energy and the vibes here enough to come on back, Uh uh-huh, and press play again. If you are a returning listener, what's happening? Thank y'all for being in the building with me one more game. So listen, until we meet again, be blessed, stay positive, and stay truthful. I chin these streets of life. You feel me? Peace.